Welcome back to Soul Seeker. This is a recap of my ayahuasca blog series. If you want any more information, listen to the previous podcast, podcast number 11, where I talk about the background of UI and what drove me to checking out ayahuasca. Now with that, I'm just going to jump in. This is going to be me reading off a blog post that I wrote in April which is at the time of this recording, six months prior. So this is uh, my recap of what ayahuasca was like in a five-part blog series that I am now reading to you in a podcast form. So here we go, part one of this five-part series. What is ayahuasca and why do people do it? Congratulations. If you're reading this, then ayahuasca has found you. Everything happens for a reason exactly when it's supposed to happen. They say ayahuasca finds you, not the other way around. Many of us are constantly pondering the meaning of life. A lot of us try our hardest to seek out the meaning of life when we are in pain. Sometimes we turn to drugs and alcohol. Other times we find community and friends, family, and work with a therapist. We even avoid our pain by living on the surface and by keeping quote-unquote, busy. Busy, a word I strongly dislike, by the way, may be focusing on work. It may be through fitness, or it could be even through new hobbies and projects. Point is, we're in pain, and no matter what it is you do, you just aren't able to break through, to shed yourself of the deep feeling of hollowness that lies beneath the shell of your body. Enter Mother Ayahuasca, Ayahuasca is a plant that stems from the Amazon that is brewed into a tea that you drink during a sacred ceremony. Most describe the tea as unpalatable or even horrendous. I find the tea to be quite tolerable. Although bitter, there's a grainy, earthy quality to it that reminds me of the unsweetened, seedy flavor of acai. Okay, I'm going to go off script here. People really talk about ayahuasca tasting disgusting and tar-like and whatever. I can, ch- I, I'm a, I like to call myself a recovering bro. I was a pretty big partier and frat boy and all that, party school in the, uh, Chico State. And I'm pretty good at chugging beer or even chugging water or whatever. So when I say the, the ayahuasca brew didn't taste that bad, I, I chugged it. I didn't really taste it. And it's not like it tastes good. It kind of looks like dirty water. Um it didn't taste that bad. I thought it was going to be terrible, but by no means tastes like acai. Um, so that was a little bit of a stretch. Anyways, let's get back to this. But this isn't about flavors. And in reality, you can easily chug down this tea without gagging. Although you will eventually puke, also known as purge. So let's talk about the purge. Similarly to coughing after smoking marijuana, Ayahuasca kicks in after you puke, better known as purging. But don't be turned off or afraid of the puke. The purging is the first beautiful experience in your journey. Mother Aya is releasing the toxins within your body to help you heal your soul. So let it happen. After the purge, the fun begins. As you're now, <laughs> I'm going off script. I say the fun begins. I want to be very, very, very clear. This is not a hallucinogenic or psychedelic or anything like that where you do it for fun. This is for healing. When I said fun, I meant it lightheartedly, okay? Um, 
it's funny rereading the stuff. Okay, so after the purge, the fun begins as you're now ready to begin your journey. Mother Aya helps you connect deep within yourself and your soul. She will take you on a journey through your subconscious to ultimately show you your life's truths and what matters most to your being. Why do ayahuasca? I'm going to continue with the journey later in the series, but before we talk about the experience, let's see if you're ready. Ayahuasca found me around summer of 2018, about a year before I actually tried ayahuasca for the first time. All my life I felt as though I'm an old soul and have been curious about spirituality. So naturally, when I first learned of ayahuasca, I was immediately intrigued. I wasn't ready though. In fact, I was terrified. What would I find out about myself? What if I didn't like what I found out? I'm a generally happy person. I don't need ayahuasca. These are the thoughts that were running through my mind. I decided the time was not right. Although I kept researching ayahuasca through podcasts, reading, and watching documentaries, I kind of knew it was only a matter of when I would journey, as they call it, rather than if I would partake in ayahuasca at all. So... Fast forward to nearly a year later, and I'm in a two-month dark pit of depression. In short, it was finally time to call it quits with my on-and-off-again girlfriend of three years. Through many tears and painful days and nights, I came to so many realizations about why the relationship just didn't work out. I knew it was all my fault. The pain of regret was unbearable. I felt hollow. I lost the will to create and live a meaningful life. On the surface, everything looked great. I lost 20 pounds through working out more and eating healthy, and business was thriving. But deep below the surface, I had felt nothing. Just hollowness. Ayahuasca comes back into my life at the right time. This is when I randomly came across someone that invited me to a cacao ceremony. A cacao ceremony is in essence a spiritual ritual where you do deep meditation and some kundalini yoga mixed in with drinking cacao, which is just a raw form of chocolate. Anyway, I went to the ceremony with a close friend, and after the ceremony, she mentioned to the instructor she was doing ayahuasca in a few weeks. I was taken aback. I thought to myself, here I've been talking about ayahuasca for close to a year, and you didn't tell me you were taking the plunge. It was the perfect set of circumstances. I randomly met the instructor of the cacao ceremony through LinkedIn, of all places. My friend was down to join me on the adventure, and she accidentally let it slip in front of me that she would be doing ayahuasca soon. Fast forward to my friend's journey, she was the second friend of mine that I had too many to count long talks about ayahuasca. Being in the pain I was in, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that my time has come, and so I signed up for an ayahuasca ceremony two weeks later. Your takeaway. Remember, my faithful reader, everything happens for a reason exactly when it's supposed to happen. So realize that Mother Aya has found you. Listen to your soul. Be in touch with who you are. Finding you is just step one. You'll know when your time 
the journey has come. Ayahuasca truly is the most beautiful experience in my life, and I hope one day you get to experience Mother Ayahuasca in all her beauty. In the next post, we'll talk about breathwork, an important foundation before you journey. Much love, Sam. <sighs> so, it, that blog was just about setting the stage. I didn't get into the specifics. Um, I strategically, like I often do, um, leave things to happen sequentially, kind of like a story. So that was just uh, getting a step closer. We're, we have four more to go. I, I want you guys to know that when I say ayahuasca has found you and, you know, it's, you know, that type of stuff, I'm not pressuring anyone to do ayahuasca. In fact, I tell people all the time, like, if you are at all afraid or anything, any reservations, do not do it. I want to encourage the people that are on the fence and thinking they're wanting to do it and just need that extra nudge. I am not trying to change people's minds. Um, a big thing which we'll talk about ayahuasca is you need to be able to surrender. Surrendering isn't about what we've been conditioned to believe in in terms of quitting, white flag, and giving up. No, rather on the contrary, life in itself is about surrender, especially as it relates to pain. Resistance creates more pain. Think about it. When is the last time in any scenario, no matter if it's anything that's small or large, where you resisted? Did it cause more pain? It likely did. When we're able to look at situations and to surrender and realize that we are not in control, you are not in control, none of us are in control, that's surrendering. It's surrendering to the fact that there's already a plan here. There's something greater at force. And if we're trying to force something in our hands or if we don't like a certain situation, think we can overcome it or we can battle our way through it, whatever it is, sometimes you just need to sit back and realize that's not the plan. Okay, accept it. I, I should have led with that, but I like to say surrendering is also acceptance. Because I think uh, the word surrender, or just uh, there's so many preconceived notions that come out with negativity and fear, and no, I'm not going to give up or quit with surrender, which the truth is surrender means acceptance. So anyways, if you're not ready to surrender and accept to the experience of ayahuasca, then you're not ready for it. Anyways, with that, that is the first post of our five-part series. Make sure you come back to the next episode to continue the journey. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions at all about ayahuasca, spirituality, or anything at all, and you just want to chat, you need to chat, hit me up. My email is in the show notes. Easy to find me. Sam at soulseekers.com. Much love, my friends. One more thing before uh, I let you go. So I talk about soul life balance a lot in the Soul Seeker podcast. And if you're an entrepreneur, you have a side hustle or you create content, you're looking to scale and not be doing those tedious tasks, then I want to tell you about my new program called Clone Yourself. Basically, it's uh, me helping people like you to scale your business by working with virtual assistants. If you want to learn more, check out the brand new podcast called Clone Yourself. Just go ahead and check the show notes or use your podcast player to search 
and find Clone Yourself. Thank you again, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Mm-hmm.